0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Moms in Real Estate. I'm Angela Fazio. And today's guest is Kara Rice. She's been in the business for six years. She used to be in clinical research, which I think is really interesting, and then moved into real estate so she could have really good times with her kids and not miss any important moments. And she was successful at it. So I can't wait for you to hear all of her tips and tricks. So let's get started.
1: Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and nine billion in production. And Kristin Kentrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now.
0: Hi, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome Kara and my beautiful co-host Kristen Cantrell. Hey Kara, get us started and and tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, Okay, so um, Arizona native, one of the few, right? Born and raised in the East Valley. Um, Huge fan of Arizona. Um, I was working in clinical research, I guess, with um, just being newly married. I did it kind of as a um, I started in the medical clinics and then I was working in the admin area, which was not fun. It was very stressful when I got pregnant with my daughter. And so I decided not to go back thinking I could, um, live on a, a, a smaller income, with just my husband. And that didn't go very well. So my mom was in real estate at the time and encouraged me to get, uh, my license, so I could transaction coordinate for her, do some stuff from home with the baby, make a little income. Well, that never really happened. Um, I got my license and we doubled her business in the first year. And it's been like that ever since and just growing the team. Um, in 2018, I was given a Redfin partnership and I was given the opportunity to run the mentorship program at my brokerage. So I'm doing that. And uh, I've had, oh, I have a almost seven and almost three-year-old, so never boring. Never boring.
2: <laughs> Never a dull moment. And your kids are so cute.
1: Yes, blonde, my little blondies with their blue eyes and fair skin.
2: It's uh, Sawyer. And what was your son's name again?
1: Lincoln and Ledger.
2: Lincoln and Ledger. Why was they yeah. name Sawyer? Yeah, those are so cute. I love those yeah. names.
0: I think that our audience would be really interested to, to hear a little more about how you were able to not miss the important moments in your kids lives and yet have a successful career because not gonna lie real estate's super hard as we all know and most uh, most people who try who think to themselves I'm gonna go and and, and not miss the times with my kids and, and be successful very rarely does that happen and so part of why I'm so excited for you to talk about this is because, Somebody out there needs to hear how you were able to balance things or organize things or whatever it is to, to be successful, but yet not miss the things you you wanted to be present for.
1: Right. That was the point of doing this was to be there for the big things and um, not to miss all of these like formative years when they're doing something new every day and learning about the world. So it's been a challenge to not say no to opportunity and stay focused on what my primary goal is, which is my family Um, like with the Redfin partnership and the mentorship program being offered to me. It's I don't want to say no to those things because they're going to, you know, increase my potential for this career for 10 years from now, 20 years from now. But um, there definitely were times where I'm frustrated at my kids because I'm too stressed and I have to kind of reel it back in and decide Um, I decided to add a partner to our team uh, a couple of years ago to help. And, you know, I pay for that help and I gladly do it, but it frees me up. And one of the reasons that I take on the mentorship program and the training is so that I've spread myself out throughout real estate. And I have my hands on a lot of things so that I'm not in a car every weekend, like a lot of agents who bring in, you know, want to bring in that six figure income they have. to, And I don't want to do that. That's not the point. So I do a a lot of a little or a little of a lot, I guess, to keep the income coming in, the opportunity coming in, but not take all my time and defeat the purpose of, you know, leaving the corporate world in the first place. So.
0: So it sounds like to me, I heard a couple of things. I heard delegation, right? Yes. Getting somebody to help in the areas that will free you up and whatever you think is freeing. But then I heard something else really different that we I don't know that we've talked a lot about on the show, was to diversify and find other ways to bring in income, except for just helping buyers and sellers. So tell us a little bit more about like, how did you just, were you like, I'm so smart, I'm gonna diversify on purpose, (laughs) you know, or was it like you had the opportunity and realized or recognized, was that intentional or just happened over time?
1: Um, Well, I had always kind of talked about having other, other ways of bringing in money and I had my mom and her career and done kind of behind the scenes stuff to make money. Um, that didn't make me as much as being the only person on the deal, but it still made me money while I'm sitting at home with my daughter. So I had done a little bit of that, but the mentorship program was just, um, because my broker had faith in me, needed it and it, and it worked out and it was literally something that was handed to me and has been built over the last three years of just, trying this, this doesn't work, trying that, um, and, and doing it. I realize it's something I can do comfortably from home, um, to have that added income. It's, it's a lot of work, but I really enjoy it. So it doesn't pay as well as just straight up selling, but it gives me more freedom than that does. So
2: how many mentees have you had?
1: So I oversee a program of about, it's been six to eight mentors at any given time. So I personally have mm-hmm. probably graduated out probably 12 to 15 um, since I started. But the program overall, I think has graduated at about 30 or so. And then we have quite a few active still.
2: And I think if I remember right, you have a lot of people that you end up mentoring that want to stay with you, right?
1: Well, um, <laughs> I think everybody kind of, wants a place to go after they're done, you know, it's like, okay, you're done. Um, but I were looking for something um, specific, and we've only found that twice. We um, added, I've added Kelly Chacho a couple of years ago. She's a longtime family friend, and she's been with us. She's actually a mentor now as well. Um, and Jill Hairston graduated out with me beginning of this year and we added her to our team and then Dan Updike, I just added him in the last week. So looking for something really specific. And we don't offer the same kind of guarantee of leads that some of those teams do, um, where people really want to go to make sure they make, you know, a certain amount of money. So
0: so tell me about um because you talk you make it sound so easy, but it's not, you know, <laughs> I'm well, sorry.
1: I don't mean to make it sound easy.
0: <laughs> but when, when you've been working at this is what I, I don't mean it as a criticism. What I mean is, is once you've been working at something and you've really built something that's working, when we talk about it arrived, not arrived at the end, but kind of we've been through the building process, um, it's helpful to, for our audience to understand how much work it took, the struggles that you had to go through, the things that really failed, um, so that when they go after it, they have right expectations. So share with us a little bit about things that were really hard or that, well, you know, maybe you fell on your face trying this or that. Um, can you give us any examples?
1: I mean, I think it's just the, for the mentorship program, It I think the hardest thing for me to realize was that not everybody um, th- works the same way. And I would assume certain things, I would assume that you're going to do this or do that. And it's not safe to assume that. <laughs> and I think you really have to be extremely clear in your expectations. Because, you know, even the first couple of people that you make get it, but somebody's not going to get it. And you don't understand why certain things don't occur to them or whatever. So it's just being very specific, which is something that I always train them to, to be when they're representing their clients, very detailed, specific, don't leave anything out. You know, you want your contract to support your clients, all those good things. So being more specific is is probably not, you know, you say certain things, people, you need to do this and they look at you like, duh, but I'm saying it because somebody didn't, didn't see it that way. So, um, I guess just not assuming that everybody's going to think the way that you do. And then just in general, the balance it's, it's, it's hard, you know, with kids and Mm -hmm. Um, and I, my kids were never in daycare consistently. So just trying to figure it out without, you know, letting the, you know, work frustrate you with your kids. And that's probably where, where I struggled the most is I would get frustrated, especially with my son who constantly wants my attention. And then you kind of take a step back and say, okay, wait a minute. This is not, this is not his fault. This was my choice. And that's where coming into paying people to do things that, so I don't have to do them is totally worth my time. So it's just, it's not to sit there and try to do all the paperwork to save a couple hundred bucks when I could be spending it with my two year old who wants my time. It's just a no brainer. So.
2: I can totally relate to that. Cause I, the same thing, like when I'm trying to work from home and like, you're like so focused and like, you know, I have a three and five year old, the same thing, like they're coming up for my attention and it, I'll find myself like getting frustrated with them. And that's like, that's not fair. And it's definitely like when I was, like hearing you say that, I'm like, oh, I totally relate. Yeah,
0: that's-,
1: that's the truth. It's perspective and mindset. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's totally not their fault that you – you know, have a lot on your plate. And they're just being a two year old, you know, they're not doing anything wrong. They're being a kid. Oh,
0: no, I'm convicted. (laughs) I'm convicted right now. Bad mom. Oh, my God.
1: But it happens. And to pretend that it doesn't happen that you don't get short with your kids. That's not that doesn't help anybody. Because if if they do get short, like they're failing, you know, it's not part of the deal. So
0: Mm -hmm. I love what you said about when you're talking about your mentees, which is actually no different. Than your kids. I'm not calling mentees kids, but the, um, the concept of you have to break it down. Like I, right. when I teach a door knocking class. This, I think it's funny, but it, it's the same thing you said. I have to tell these new agents, hey, when you're door knocking, you know, dress comfortably but not sloppy. And because I had an agent who was amazing who um, door knocked a few times and said, I'm not doing that anymore. And I was like, why? You're like amazing in person. And she goes, my feet are killing me. I'm like, what? Who is wearing high heels? Oh, no. So. Oh, no. (laughs) Right. Okay, now I need to put that in my class. You do not need to wear high heels (laughs) but you
1: do not. Right. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I think that's hilarious. What are some of the things that you say or try to instill in your mentees to help them have the right mindset
1: and approach to this business? Um, so I, I, every time I say this, I always go, you always hear me say this. Cause it's so true. I tell them to focus on their long-term paycheck that focusing on the commission at the end of one deal is not what makes a career. It, you have to look at Every move you make in the long term, not the short term, if you're focused on, you know, they start seeing price points and commissions and they get all like, "Oh, I'm going to make $10,000 off of this. And it's like, if you look at it, your career as one transaction, you're not going to leave an impression that's going to make, make those people want to refer you and call you in 10 years. So I'm always telling them, you know, do the right thing, focus on your long-term paycheck, the the 10 years from now, how is what you're doing gonna be paying you? Um, and I know that's hard to do when you're trying to get into a job when you have to make money sometimes, but I find it's much easier to train people who are willing to look at it from a professional standard, like career, not a, you know, not how much am I gonna make tomorrow or in 30 days, but how how can I make this something I'm making money from in 20 years.
0: Kristen and I talk about that all
1: the time. We the
0: that, the yeah. secret sauce is um, we're in the people business, and you know I love to recruit, and and Kristen's amazing at recruiting. And if we don't think of it as we're dealing with people who we want to like partner with, like we want to we want to know them, we want them to know us, so that it's a journey, it's not a mm-hmm. transaction, and that's right. a huge mindset shift for a lot of people because all they're doing is. I need to do the closing. I need to do the closing. Forgetting that there are people everywhere
1: behind this transaction that you want future business with. Right. Exactly. And you have to treat, it's not a paycheck. They're people. And you know, so many times clients will call like we just had it happen. They call her, husband lost his job. They could, they could still qualify, but she's like, I just, I need to back out. And she was like, scared. We were going to be mad, which some people would try to talk her into still buying it because she still could. And I'm just, yeah. We were like, Whoa, like you're, you're, we want you to be happy. We totally understand this. And if you, you know, I know if you need that money, it can be hard to, to be compassionate and to be like honest with that, but that person is a person. And if you treat them like a person and like you appreciate them because people can tell if it's all about money for you. And, Mm -hmm. and if they feel like you treated them like a person and you respected them as more than just a paycheck, those people are going to call you and they're going to refer you.
2: It's so true. I like I, I love that you're telling new agents that because I run across so many agents that have been in the business a few years that come off of teams. And they have zero repeat business. I mean, I'm thinking of a specific guy in my head right now. He was like three years in the business and just like almost like a beaten little dog. Like he didn't know like he only was able to do so much because nobody poured into him and taught him like these things that you're saying, you know, he was just very transactional, didn't understand relationships. I'm like, oh, so I'm glad you're doing that. Yeah, and the
0: really successful people, I don't care if you're mentoring or selling or whatever you're doing, the really successful people think to themselves this, this is my career. This is what I'm going to be doing for a really long time. And so I don't care if you're ready today or you're ready a year from now, I'm still here. I want you to know me and trust me so that when you're ready,
1: you'll come to me. That's the long-term mentality. Right. And, and, and people can tell the difference. And, you know, we, we come out of school with this license Mm -hmm. that we study so hard to get, right? We study our brains out to pass this test, but none of that is given to none of what we need to do after that test is given to us. And that's why I think it's, it's so important to get a mentor, to get somebody to teach you and show you those things because school doesn't teach you that, you know, it doesn't teach you that. And if you don't have someone who's teaching you about relationships and professionalism just in life, you know what I mean? Then, then it's easy to fall on your face. Or like you said, to get through, maybe you make a hundred thousand dollars that year, but if no, none of those clients ever call you again, how long are you going to, how long is it going to last? You know, especially yeah, I mean, when, when the market's
2: smarter,
1: right. When the market's not so easy, you're not going to make that same amount of money, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. I tell people that you can thrive in any market. I don't care if it's a, if it's a down market, whatever, a COVID market, you can thrive in any market as long as you focus on the mentality that this is a relational business and that you need to invest in and pour into people, period. You need to be good at real estate. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you, you can be, um, I I talk to moms like you who don't want to miss a moment of their kids' lives. I'm not that kind of mom, I can miss a few, I don't care, you know, and it doesn't matter that part, we're all women trying to manage a family the best way that we know. And those that I enjoy the most are the ones with that mindset. I'm into people, I'm going to deliver value and excellence. And then I want to pour into other people to do the same.
1: Yes. And it doesn't always work. It doesn't always rub off. But at least I know I'm, I'm saying it every time, you know, and every time, these are people. They matter. They matter. People matter more than money. That's just my general thought process in general. Again, it's easy to it's easy to do that when you're not pressed to pay bills. So yeah. I do understand that. But if you want to be paying bills with real estate in five years from now, you got to You got to leave a certain impression. Mm-hmm.
0: So true. Prospecting methods. What do you What do you teach your agents to do?
1: I, t- so one of the things I always tell them to do is, to, you know, people will pound into your head, video, 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 social media, social media, whatever. But if that's not something you're comfortable with, then it, then it doesn't serve you. So I basically give them a list of like the 10 different marketing approaches that they could take and say, what feels good to you? And like you were talking about door knocking I'm going a door knock, is just something I'm never going to do. And that's okay. But if, if I pretended to myself that I'm going to door knock, And I'm just never going to do it. But if I know, like, you know, I'm getting better into social media, mine is just talking to people and, and doing so in um, a laid back way. I'm not a I think we talked about this before. I'm not a high pressure salesy kind of person. And if you try that approach with me, I shut down immediately. So it's just talking to people and letting people know, like my my passion for it really, you know, and the importance of having a professional, not somebody that sold a house once, two years ago, somebody who really knows what they're doing to protect you. Um, And then, like I said, just doing a little bit of everything. And now it's having my team go out and focus on the prospecting that they're comfortable with and doing it for a team.
0: Well, people get the reason for prospecting. All prospecting is, is a methodical way of meeting new people. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. So if you're not in the door knocking, don't do that. Right. Like do something. You have to do something right. because you're not going to naturally just get in front of new people. Right. So maybe it's relational and you're super social. Maybe it's door knocking and open houses. That's what I loved to do. Um, or maybe it's social media. It really doesn't matter. But if you right. don't do
1: anything, you're not going to get it. Right. And don't kid yourself into something. If somebody tells you it's the best way to bring in clients and it's something you're not comfortable doing. Then don't pretend that you're going to do it because you're not. Pick whatever you're comfortable with and do that. You know, whatever feels like you, I guess.
2: Well, yeah, and then you just go into you're not you're not passionate about what you're doing because you're doing something you don't like every day, right? You know, if you were to be door knocking every day, you'd probably be out of the business like after a while if you hate right.
0: it, right? Yeah. yeah, but I will tell you that there is no such thing, and you guys already know this preaching to the choir. There is no such thing as having success without being
1: uncomfortable. Like you True. have
0: to still do things that you're uncomfortable with. You just don't have to do things that don't, don't match you at all. Like right. I would never be the social media. I just would never be that person. I don't want to. You're struggling on Instagram. A
2: little bit. I, don't
0: I don't mind it, but it's not going to be my primary source of meeting people. Right. I have other ways that I enjoy Meeting people and right. that's okay. I'm still going to take massive action to go meet people, or I won't get to my goals. It right. just have to be in one lane.
1: Yes, yes, I agree. Um, <laughs> I will never door knock, but I'm working on the social media, and and you know we're all kind of taking. And that's another thing, especially being a part of a team, is I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at, I, and thankfully, what I'm not good at, Kelly's awesome at, and vice versa. So all being able to kind of. Lean on each other to to do what we're good at, and hopefully everybody benefits from that. is is a benefit of it for us too. So, so I
0: mean, God has wired everybody differently, and it's so important to understand that um, we all have a place in in a lane, right? But at the same time, we have to. Um, I'm not. I can't get. I can't get it out of my head because there's going to be somebody out there that goes, "Oh, well, are you saying that I can just you know stay at home and and just be comfortable?" And I'm gonna no. You know, no, that's not the message you're trying to say. We're just saying there isn't one answer to being successful and meeting people in real estate. There are many answers,
1: none of which are, they're simple, but they're not easy. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, my personality has totally changed since I started real estate. I'm way more open. I was kind of person like before, if you knew me, I'm so fun to talk to. I'm so, but if I didn't know you, I wasn't really going to talk or say hi or whatever. And of course I've gotten you know, as continued confidence over the years, it's totally changed for me. I'm still, you know, not the kind of person who walks up to everybody in the room and goes, oh, "Oh, I'll just never be that person, but I'm way more social, way more approachable, way more comfortable talking to people that I don't know than I was before I started for sure, because you have to be, you know, you have to get comfortable with that.
2: I so, feel like I'm really that person you just said you're not. I like walk into a room and I'm like, Hey, everyone.
0: Totally are. You totally are. It's awesome. So are you looking for more mentees?
1: Um, yeah, I mean we so you have to be in the mentorship program as a new agent in our brokerage. So you have to graduate out of three transactions in order to even join as a new agent. Um, so yeah, we're constantly, I mean, we we have a pretty steady influx. I think I've taken on three new ones in the last month. Um, so you know, just a I'm not looking for them. Per, uh, I guess I could take one or two, but um, everybody want, joins a program always wants. Will you be my mentor? I'm like, I can't. do I can't mentor everybody because it really is totally hands on. We do every other week small group training. It's not like some mentorship programs where it's call me and I'll answer your questions. It's it's really hands on. Um, so yeah, you know, new mentees. I love mentoring moms um, because I think it's really. Cool for them to see me do it, you know. Like they see me do it, and it and it's totally um, a doable thing. It's not easy. There have been times where I'm like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> it's just constant chaos. Like my husband goes to work at SRP, he comes home. There's no work at home. There's no phone calls. You know, I'm up at nine thirty checking, you know, checking a contract before a mentee sends it. And my kids like in my lap or on my head. So yeah. it's constant chaos, but you can do it. And 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 they can never use kids as an excuse for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. My 13 year old
0: said to me recently, um, she said, you know, I tell my friends, my mom and dad, they're one of the hard they're two of the hardest people, hardest working people I've ever known. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> that's cute. I mean, you don't know that many people, but <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> my daughter will say, well, you work, but like, but like, you know, work, work. And I'm like, you don't see your dad work. He goes somewhere and we tell you he works. You see me work all the time. But I think it's a good example for my daughter, because my daughter actually had respiratory issues when she was younger. I think she's mostly grown out of them, but she was quite a few times. And I wow. never, it was never a question of who had to take off work or if someone would be able to be there with her. I was there, you know, it didn't matter. I was putting listings on in a hospital room and, you know, just taking care of her. And she's never not had me for something important yet. She knows, like she sees me get awards and do these kinds of things. So she knows I'm, you know, I'm important too. I'm actually doing marketing on car tags at her school. And I showed her, I'm like, these are going to be on the car tags at your school. And she goes, you're going to make me famous.
0: (laughs) that's a long <laughs> few years then you'll yeah. Embarrassed. i know but
1: for <laughs> yeah. now i'll I'll take it I w- stephanie actually put us on the buses at her school so i'm already on like half of the buses at her school too
0: <laughs> that's awesome. yeah compare yeah. 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 contrast my um my daughter went to go spend the night last night with one of her friends and so i went out to meet the mom right and she was like oh God, mom, why do you have to come outside? (laughs) Like, I'm meeting the mom. (laughs) That's pretty normal. Oh,
2: my gosh. That's
1: so funny. Don't worry. I'll still be, I'll make sure I'm on buses in high school.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I always, when my, because we have six kids, and they're all different ages, and like, my 15-year-old's in high school, and I'll roll down the window, I'll be like, make good choices.
2: (laughs) I love that.
0: (laughs)
1: I so,
2: can't wait to do that stuff to my kids.
1: It's awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah. If
1: I try to do something embarrassing now, she just thinks it's funny. So it'll happen um, though. We'll get there. You'll get I there.
2: Used to always like spill stuff on my clothes. And my mom would be like, I'm coming to your school with a bib. And I'd be like, don't do it mom. And like, I'd <laughs> always be so embarrassed. And I tell my son, cause now he spills everything. I'm like, when you go to school, I'm going to come embarrass you. And he's like, I don't care. And I'm like, dang <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I look, I look forward to it for sure.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, I, I want to, do you have any like parting advice? Um, okay. I'm an agent. I'm struggling. A um, couple of things that you would want to just say, I want to say, these are some good words for you to go and either pursue or think about anything that you can think of.
1: Oh, wow. Um, I, I, geez, that's hard. That's, those are some, I mean, think again, like going back to, it's, it's, it's a long game. It's not a short game. I see so many new agents come out swinging hard for like two months, right? And they're doing everything and then nothing happens and they get discouraged and they stop. And then I see the ones that continue to swing, maybe not as hard as month one or month two, but they still are swinging. And then they, it happens. It will happen. If you have somebody showing you what to do and giving you advice, somebody who has what you want, and you follow it, it may not happen right away, but it definitely will happen. But it's not its not like you work really hard for a month and it starts to pay off. That's Sometimes it works that way, but it's not always the case. So find somebody who has what you want, do what they do or, or do what they guide you to do. And if you keep trying, it it will happen. And if you treat it like something you want to make an impression on and treat it like a career and not a paycheck, if you keep doing that, It'll pay off. My husband and I, neither one of us have a college degree. And when we got together, he wanted to get into SRP and then I was just going to do whatever after that. And so we would wake up every morning and sometimes we would be like, okay, we've been trying for months and and it wasn't happening. And our plan was if we work hard every single day and do the right thing, it will happen. It will pay off. And we have this like incredible life two homes, were financially stable because and there were times where we didn't know how we were going to pay the mortgage on our first house. But I was like, if we just follow the plan, work hard, it'll pay off. And it has paid off, I think, more than either one of us could have ever anticipated. So that would be my thing. Just don't give up. It's a long game. If you do what somebody who knows what they're doing says to do, it will happen. It will happen. Well, that is really, really, really good advice.
0: That's mm-hmm. awesome that is such the truth. I wish I could unzip everybody and stuff that knowledge inside of them to where they know it, and then send them back up and send them on their way.
1: <laughs> right. And you see it so many times, like you see that them lose the steam and I stop know. fighting for it. And it's like, <laughs> right. Don't stop, you know, don't. And, and a lot of people will say to me, Oh should I, I want to get into real estate. You do so well. And it's like, Whoa, Whoa. Like it's not, not everybody does that. Well, you know what I mean? So don't, don't come into it thinking that it's going to just happen and it's going to be easy. Because if you do that, you're going to be let down. You have to know it that it's a long game and that it's going to take some commitment. But I could have never had the life that I have with my kids and the income that I have and the freedom that I have with any any other job. No way.
0: I love real estate.
1: It's awesome. Yeah. Remind me of that sometimes that I'm like, ah, but yes. I, oh, yeah. I yeah. No, I, there's no way I mean, that I have could have...
2: Is remember clinical research, and then you'd be like, "I'm good, I'm good." No.
1: And <laughs> what I made there for the hours and the work and the stress, no, like I, I told, I like I said, we don't, I don't have a college degree. My husband's actually f- finishing his at SRP, but um, I, the income that I make, the freedom, the whatever. I mean, it's just, it's not something I couldn't have imagined, and it, it makes my mom right because she was telling me for years to get to get into it, and I, was, I just always. <laughs> I always thought of it as sales and I didn't want anything to do with sales, but you know, like we were talking earlier, it's not sales. It's relationships and people and pretty houses, which I also really like.
2: <laughs> <houses>. <laughs> not always. I yeah, know. No,
0: not always. That's true. <laughs> wow. Well, the ones that I I'm attracted to. Right. Party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. anyway, you have been a delightful guest with wise words, and I I hope that many women are blessed by your words of wisdom. Thank you so much for your time, and Kristen, thank you for being my friend and my co-host. And I hope everyone has a wonderful day.
1: Yay! Thank you so much.
0: Stay on, Kara. Okay. <laughs>